Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Captain Matty D. Hey, Kieran, how you doing this fine afternoon? That's oh, Mr. Krabs. <laughs> money, 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 money. I used to do that at work all the time. I used to keep, I was like, I can be my boss. <laughs> I didn't yes. realise you could do such a good impression of Mr. Indeed, Krabs. Indeed, Kieran. And here we are sailing on the SS Spoiler. Okay. Reviewing all the lovely... Predicting all the lovely Predicting moves. all the lovely messaging bottles. Putting mm. together to create a map to bury treasure. Very nice. <laughs> That's all I've got to say, Okay, really. fair enough. Because I don't do a spoiler this time, you know? It always you, throws you Well, you, you off. do. You do. It's the movie talk episodes where we don't do a spoiler, but whatever. Oh, dude, was I supposed to do a spoiler? <laughs> yes. All right, the now spoiler I'm, is... All right, no, 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 you don't need to do one. You've already ruined it, so... If you haven't listened to one of our shows before, you've joined us on one of our special episodes. So typically what we do in our ordinary episodes is we look at the promotional material for an upcoming Hollywood blockbuster and then we attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible. But here in our special episodes, what we do is we try and beat Hollywood to the punch by coming up with our own ideas for blockbusters. Mm, Yeah, we flex our writing muscles. We pitch our shows to the producers that obviously listen religiously Mm -hmm. and see if we can get one of our ideas on the big screen eventually. On the big screen, you say? On the big screen. It's funny that you should say that because if you want to put one of our previous predictions to the test, you currently can because in cinemas right now is Scream. Yay! The brand new Scream. Fun. The fifth instalment, was it? Something like that. In the Scream franchise. I've already forgotten and we only did the episode like the other day. Yeah, let's run out and watch that. I'm actually excited to see it because we've got so much riding on that plot. It was a circumstance where if we didn't know who the killer was or if we couldn't guess who the killer was, we have nothing. And Mm. both Matty D and I had very different ideas who the killer would be. So I'm really excited to see if we're even close at all. Did one of us at least get the killer? Did neither of us get the killer? I suppose we'll find out right now. What's going to be annoying is that once we watch the movie, we'll be able to pick the killer. Yes, because there were no clues in the trailers. That's certainly the case. But this week, we're talking about, if it wasn't obvious from the title already, we're talking about a potential spin-off for Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm. Now, if you're not familiar with Pirates of the Caribbean, I don't know where you've been because it's one of the biggest movie franchises of the last, I don't know, 20 years or so. So it's a it's a fantasy swashbuckling action series based on the Disneyland ride of the same name. This is our second time actually talking about a movie series that was adapted from a Disneyland ride because we've, of course, talked about Jungle Cruise in the yes, past. Yes, yes. And the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie called Pirates of the Caribbean Curse of the... Black Pearl? Black Curse Pearl? Of the, yeah, it was Curse yeah, of the Black the Pearl. Yeah, it's the Pirate Ship. That was released in 2003 and it starred Johnny Depp, Jeffrey Rush, Orlando Bloom and Kieran Knightley. And it has since spawned four sequels, with the most recent being Dead Men Tell No Tales, which was released in 2017. Now, interestingly enough, a sixth movie, a sixth sequel, sorry, a fifth sequel, the sixth movie, has been in development since 2020. But of course, I think it's been delayed due to COVID. It's been pushed back. And And other controversies. Yes. And a spin-off movie starring Margot Robbie, of all people, was also announced in 2020 as well. Ah, okay. They're also talking about, I think... This may be the case. I think they were talking about replacing Jack Sparrow with a female lead for the sixth movie. <laughs> Amanda Heard. <laughs> no, well, close. I think they were talking about having it be. What was the name of? What was the name of uh, Ruby Roundhouse from Jumanji? Welcome to the Jungle. Ah, uh, Karen Gillan. I think they were talking about having Karen Gillan possibly replacing right. Jack Sparrow as a new character. Maybe Jill Sparrow, sister of Jack Sparrow. Wouldn't that be an interesting concept? Mm. Now, Maddie D, I want to know straight away. What is your history? With Pirates of the Caribbean, specifically the ride 
and the <laughs> yeah, movies. The ride, of course, because I let's, go on the. Because I love the ride. rides. Um, I've never been on the the Disneyland ride. I've really, you're missing out. Disneyland. So I got nothing to say so on that. So you've never been to Disneyland. No. Nope. Never been on Jungle Cruise or nope. Pirates of the Caribbean. Nope. Man, there's a huge part of your life that you still need to like live. <laughs> as as a thirty year old man, I need you'll to go love off it. And, as uh, a thirty year old man. <laughs> I'll get into my history in a second. If you say so, if you say so. But as far as the movie is concerned, I have a checkered history with this movie and with this franchise. A checkered history. Because, Kieran, when I grew up, I was a massive pirate fan. I loved pirates as a kid. I loved Hook. You know my feelings about that. You know my feeling about a certain video game. So you like pirate stuff, good and bad, is what you're saying. What? (laughs) What? Oh, you like the underrated pirate movies yes, as well as. So you're watching like Yellowbeard. You're watching the pirate movie. Yeah, I used to. I used to dress as a pirate as a kid, and of course, loved a video game that you that's close to you and I's heart, Monkey Island. Yeah, we we're always talking about Monkey Island <laughs> on this show for some reason. <laughs> that game instilled the values that you know is led to my adulthood for the rest oh, of my absolutely. life. I think. I think I love yeah. that game. But What's anyway, that got to do with Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, so though? I'm getting into it. I'm getting to it. So when this movie was announced, I was like, a pirate movie? I'm in. I love pirates. This will be so great. Then I went and watched the movie and I was kind of like, oh, it's like a pirate comedy movie. I guess it's okay. Whatever. You know, what way, else was it going to be? Way to, way to kill time. But this movie had such, and I was a teenager at the time, this movie okay. had, or probably an early teenager, this movie had such a huge hype behind it. People were saying it was the best movie ever and like how great it was and how like amazing it was and how much everyone, all the girls loved uh, Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. And I crossed my arms and I said, I hate this movie. Really? I hate this movie. You're a big sourpuss. It's, it's overrated. And this is during my time, Kieran, where I was just like, oh, you know what? Okay, let's, let's stop everything for a second here. So you were like, Hook, fantastic, <laughs> timeless classic movie, Pirates of the Caribbean, oh, overrated. Yeah, well, I wasn't telling people that I and liked Hook. Spider-Man 2 came out the same year, by the way. I just want to remind everyone. Everybody. So, so <laughs> yeah, this this we might, all know how many D feels about this Spider-Man might make too. a lot of sense. But you know, I was I was kind of like, if everyone likes something, I had to be the kid that was just mm. like, I don't like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I had to be, you know, going against the norm and being like, well, this is popular, so I think it's overrated. You know, I was still, you know, I was I was yeah. still finding myself. I was going through that phase of my yeah. life, and I was just like, this movie sucks. I hate it. And then a few people convinced me to go watch the second movie and I like went begrudgingly I was like <laughs> went with your it. arms folded and I was like with a bunch of girls as well that I was probably trying to impress and they were like how dreamy is Johnny Depp I was like yeah, it's not that good <laughs> but ended up liking that movie and I was like really? wow this is really good so then I was really excited for the third movie I was like fuck yeah I'm, I'm in I'm in I bought the DVD to the second one I was really into it second, third movie sucked I was like what yeah. the hell is this mess now to be fair, I've watched the first movie again and I can appreciate like I appreciate and I actually like that movie now, so I've warmed to it and I understand what it is. I think okay. maybe I had a different idea going into it when I watched it for the first time. So I like the first two movies. Everything preceding that is hot garbage, I feel. That's okay. my own opinion. But so you've talked about the first three movies. There's still two more sequels well, I, out I, there. I saw the I saw the one with the mermaid. Was that the fourth one? Yeah, I think so. And then uh, on Stranger Tides. Yeah, and then I haven't seen the other one. Dead Men Tell No Tales. No, I don't. Javier Bardem as like. No, a- I have seen that. That was okay. trash as well. Right. Okay. That was trash. Um, so there's a lot riding on me for this episode because I've got to write something that you know a young Maddie D would approve of. Okay. So I'm kind of going at it like I'm writing the Pirates of the Caribbean. I wish it was, but still warm to some of those movies in this universe. Sour on most of them. Fair enough. What about you? What about me? Well, I went on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride all the way back in 1997 oh, before wow. the first movie even came out. And I absolutely loved that ride. It was actually the ride that inspired the Monkey Island video game series. 
So I, I guess I'd already been playing the games around that time. So I had a lot of nostalgia, not nostalgia, but like connection to it already because they reference a lot of the stuff from the ride in those video games. And so when the Pirates of the Caribbean movie was announced, I think it was about 13 at the time, and I completely missed that boat. So I didn't see that first Pirates of the Caribbean movie at all. I completely missed it in cinemas, completely missed it when it came out on DVD. It wasn't until the second movie came out and everyone was all hyped and talking about how great the first movie was. I know, there was so much hype. That I finally went, oh, maybe I should actually watch the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie to see if it's any good, if it lives up to the hype. And I was completely blown away. I was the opposite of you, Matty D. I completely loved that first movie. I thought it was one of the best movies I'd ever seen. I sort of saw it as like a, a pirate version of Indiana Jones. And I really love, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark. So it was very like, it was very much a comparison for me, a comparison Ford, if you will, for me. Oh my God. But I went and saw the the second movie. I was all excited to see the second movie. I think it had already come out on DVD at this point, so I could watch them back to back. So I was all still hyped from the first movie, went into the second movie and was so disappointed. Oh no. Really didn't like that second movie. And so I was like, well, at least we still got the the first movie and they're setting up for a third movie. You so didn't who like knows Davy Jones? No, not at all. Wow, you didn't I like still don't like Davy Cutler Jones. Beckett? Who was that? He was the East India trading company guy. Oh, that guy was terrible. Well, yeah, he was a good bad guy. He was the he was played the three cousins in The Kingsman, which we're gonna talk oh, about man. very soon. Didn't like the Kraken? The Kraken, no, I thought was terrible. Wow. Everything in that second movie I thought was god-awful. And then I went to the cinema all excited to see the third movie. And oh my God, if I thought the second movie was disappointing, the third movie was just complete and utter trash. I thought it was garbage from start to finish. In the same week, I saw X-Men 3 The Last Stand. And I think that may be an even worse movie and an even bigger disappointment worse. for me. Worse? Yes, than uh, the third parts of there the Caribbean. There was literally a lady that turned into sea craps. Yeah. In the third movie. Yeah. That's still better than half the shit going on in X-Men 3, The Last Stand. But anyway, both movies I hated. Let me just tell you. Both X-Men and Pirates of the Caribbean 3. What was the third one called? Dead Men Don't Tell Tales? Or is that the second one? Um, It it was... The World's End. Sorry. World's End, right. The World's End. At World's End. At World's End. At World's End. It had that good scene that they ripped the music off from... um... Once Upon a Time in America. Yes. Yeah, so there's a scene where like all of the main characters face off and they just take the music. Hans Zimmer, who does all the soundtracks to the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, he just took a soundtrack straight from Sergio Leone from, uh, I think it was the big face-off scene from Once Upon a Time in America, which is a movie I think you and I both like. But it's just, if you listen to the two tracks back to back, it's basically just verbatim. We've gone off on a bit of a tangent now, but <laughs> I've never actually seen the fourth or fifth movie, so I have no opinion on them whatsoever. No need. no need. I think I saw, like, I'm a big Ian McShane fan, as I've discussed before several times on this show, and even he didn't drive me to see the fourth Pirates of the Caribbean, where he played Blackbeard. Such a waste of a talent, really. Like, he did not do well. The scenes that I have seen of that movie, he looked, he looked like he was sleepwalking. <laughs> like, in Deadwood, he brings such like a great performance and he's easily the standout character of that show. So you would imagine that's what he would bring to like a pirate movie. If seeing Al Swearengen as a pirate, like it writes itself. But no, when you actually see Blackbeard in action, he's just like, you know what we do with mutineers? Mutineers 
hang. And I'm like, oh, geez. Like someone's just holding up his line slightly off to the left of the camera. With a paycheck in the other hand yes, as well to remind to him while he's there. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Well, that's basically my history. So I guess, yeah. So we were, we're fans of that, the original movie, or at least the first two movies. So I guess this whole thing is we've got to come up with plots that really harken back to the heart yes. of what Pirates of the Caribbean is. And it has to be a spin-off as well. So Which is hard. We're not continuing the adventure. We're not doing a prequel to the adventures of Jack Sparrow. We're doing a completely new adventure with, you know, characters that may already exist or with completely new characters in the same world mm. as Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. So I guess that's where the challenge comes in. Mm. Because in a way, those other movies kind of are almost like spin-offs of the original three. Yeah. In a, in a weird way. So the original three are kind of a continuing story and then it becomes like Jack Sparrow's adventures. Yeah, so it all takes place within the golden age of piracy, which I think is a fictional sort yes, of era in history that only exists within these movies. So it's really ripe for exploration. You could really do anything. It doesn't just have to be beholden to Jack Sparrow. And of course, look, they're already doing it. They're already doing a movie with Margot yeah. Robbie. Who knows what that might be? I'm, not, I'm surprised that one of us didn't have, like, Margot Robbie in our pirate movies. So far, I haven't got Margot Robbie in my movie. <laughs> I, I might add know. her in. Yeah, maybe me too. But, yeah, I guess the real question is now is which one of us is going to go first? Ooh, who wants to go first for this one? Now, I had no time to write my plot. I just want to let everybody know I had no time to write my plot, so it was very much a last-minute rush job. Doesn't mean I didn't pour my heart and soul into yeah, it. Yeah, of course. You pour your heart and soul into everything. But... Mine may be a little bit shorter than the average plot, mm-hmm. so if we really wanted to get one out of the way first, we could do mine, or we could get your sort of like in-depth long one out of the way first, and then just as a, like a little wrap-up, <laughs> we could do mine last. All right, do you want me to go first then? Yeah, go ahead, All you right, go well, first. I'll go first. All right, so I, w- I want to highlight my inspirations for my plot. Sure. kind of feel like it's got a Studio Ghibli vibe, A, uh, I was watching Inglorious Bastards at the time as well. Oh, really? Um, so link those two. How many times together? have you watched Inglorious Bastards? I love this that year? movie. It's such a good movie. I mean, I watched it three weeks ago, but still. Mm. You said you watched it right after you watched Jackie Brown, and now you're yes. saying you watched it like maybe a month later. Yeah, I was watching it while I wrote this plot. Okay. Wow. So it's always on in Matty D's house. Uh, the Monkey Island franchise is also an inspiration for this yeah. plot, and uh, all things party. So I'll go straight into it. So we open our pirate adventure on the docks of a port city. Wait. Do we know who the director is at this stage? And do we have a title for the movie? The director is Tarantino. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Actually, I'd kind of want to see that. And the title is Pirates of the Caribbean. What shall we do with the drunken sailor? Very nice. I like it. So all It's going to have nothing to do with my plot. I didn't actually pick a title. I just thought of that on the spot. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's always after songs I've noticed. So Oh, yeah. So what song is Curse of the Black Pearl? Okay, well, not all of them are. Yes. And On Stranger Tides, by the way, is a book. Yes, it is a book, yeah. So, uh, when you say always, you mean sometimes, but not really. Maybe I'll call it Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Four Map Pieces. Oh, okay. (laughs) So, it's Pirates of the Caribbean to LeChuck's Revenge, basically, is what you're saying. No one's going to get that. For the Monkey Island fans out there. (laughs) Yes. So, Tarantino's directing it. Yes. So, that means it wouldn't be produced by Disney anymore, presumably. Oh, you know, they've worked out, you know, they've worked together, you know. They're doing Disney's first ever, like, R-rated film. (laughs) Matty D's bringing everyone together. NC-17 for our American Maybe I should put Spielberg in the helms of this. Oh, that'd be good, Actually, I'm going to put Spielberg in there. Yeah, fuck you, Tarantino. Spielberg's stealing your thunder. So, I'll put Spielberg in there. He can give that Indiana Jones-esque kind of thing to 
Perfect. All right, so we're going to open our pirate adventure. By the way, my brother used to call this franchise Pirates of the Caravan, which I always thought was really funny. <laughs> Just imagine like the Caravan of Courage, the Pir- Ewok movie. <laughs> pirates in like a caravan park, like, you know, stealing their, you know, marshmallows off each other. Mm. But yes, That's a good idea for a movie. <laughs> Let me just write that down. <laughs> it's an adaptation, though. Can't do that. So it's going to start on the docks of a port city on the coast of an unknown island in the mm-hmm. Caribbean. It's the dead of night and two guards, played by Kieran and Matty D, there we go. are lazing around, surrounded by huge cages. Now, maybe they're not surrounded by cages, but maybe they're outside like a, like a fence or like a gate where there's cages inside. They're kind of in charge of watching this cargo. Now, they're, com- they're complaining that their boss wants, them to, wants the cargo to be shipped off in the morning. And they reveal that they're working for a powerful and wealthy animal smuggler who's selling exotic animals, who is fearsome and corrupt. Mm -hmm. So just as the two guards are arguing about the latest travelling play they watched called The Last Battle Under the Stars. Oh, sorry. (laughs) The Last War Under the Stars. (laughs) Called The Battle Under the Stars, The Last Heir to the Skywalker Lineage. Okay. In the shadows, a mysterious masked figure is picking the locks of the cages without the two incompetent guards realising. Freeing the animals into a nearby jungle. Because it's the Caribbean, right? There's a jungle yeah. in. There's always the a jungle just off to the side of the city. Of course, of course. This is our hero. I've called her Jade Scarlet. Cool name, right? Oh, very nice. Very piratey name. Played by Anna Diamas. Oh, very nice. Mm-hmm. Kieran goes up to fill his grog. Before he realizes what is going on, he calls for Maddie D to sound the alarm, which is a bell. Yeah. Jade knocks the remaining cage doors open, leaving Kieran and Maddie D to be eaten by tigers and hippos. <laughs> <laughs> wow. A fat man in his, in his pajamas, played by Vincent D'Offrey. Is it D'Offrey? Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, that's him. D'Onofrio. He was, uh, he's Kingpin, right? Yes, he's Kingpin. Yeah. He runs out. He's Edgar in uh, Men in Black. <laughs> that's right. And he's also in the war movie, right? Please. Yeah, the war movie. You know the one. <laughs> You're talking about Full Metal Jacket, right? That's it. That's it. But he comes out with his hired goons, because this is our smuggler, by the way. He's just Mm -hmm. been awoken. And he yells for the thief to be stopped. Jade leaps onto her ship and sails away, raising her flag, which will be a skull with a thorny rose underneath. Mm -hmm. The smuggler goons hop onto their own more respectable vessel and pursue her. Jade orders the crew of ragtag scoundrels to make haste as she pulls a jewel that uh, we presume she stole earlier out of her pouch. Suddenly... A member from the Crow's Nest spots another pirate ship coming straight towards them. Wait, is this from Jade's ship or is it from the smuggler's ship? From Jade's ship. Okay. So, so she's got a full crew on her ship. Yeah, she's okay. got a crew of like ragtag mercenaries that she's yeah. hired. Rapscallions. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Okay. The ship is led by a fearsome bearded pirate who is going to be played by Brad Garrett from... Uh, oh, yeah, from Everybody Else Raven. Raven. Yeah. And season two of Fargo. <laughs> I think he's got the acting chops to pull this off. He says to his crew of rough-looking pirates... Looks like we're in luck, boys. Looks like we're in luck, boys. Oh, everyone loves Raven. (laughs) And he starts firing his cannons at Jade's ship. Jade realises that half her crew have escaped on safe boats, leaving her prone. Lifeboats. Yeah, lifeboats. Sorry. What did I say? Safe boats? (laughs) The safety boats. Because, you know, they're cowards. And there is an epic three-way sea battle in which all the characters are firing cannons at each other. The cannonballs are just hitting each other in midair. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Jumping across each other's three ships and attacking each other with swords, Jade jumps to Brad Garrett's ship, takes the helm, sails... So he's a- Captain Brad Garrett. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good pirate name now that I, I think, think so. about it. I think so. He's just an unnamed like pirate. And sails his ship, as in Brad Garrett's ship. So she's Mm -hmm. jumped on, she's taken the helm, she sails his ship into the smuggler's ship and then uses gunpowder to explode both ships before leaping onto her own ship and sailing away. Goddamn epic, I know. Welcome to the ride. 
And that's where we get our title sequence. Wow, very nice. I mm. like it. The following morning, Jade is at a Spanish colonized city. Think of like a more civilized kind of area, maybe the first level of Monkey Island. Okay. <laughs> no, Puerto Pollo from the yeah. third Monkey Island. <laughs> oh, the third Monkey Island, sorry. She hands the jewel to the old man, who's played by Joe Pesci. What Welcome old man? Back. They're so just a man just standing on the docks of this Spanish port yeah, side yeah. city. She she meets she meets him like at the at the docks. Maybe he's like got a house near the docks there. Okay. And he pays her for the job she has done and says, You know what, I didn't ask you to free the animals and she tells him, No, that was more for me. I'm not okay. charging for that. She's a vegetarian. Absolutely. Well, this is our hero, right? She's a pirate, but she does good stuff. Yep. I'm creating a badass here. The old man seems happy that his competitor, the smuggler, has been properly humiliated and financially crippled, but he also tells Jade that he has heard that she's a wanted pirate and that she should keep her head down. Jade realizes that there's an officer looking suspiciously at her and takes her leave. Mm. So... She sails to a small island. Think maybe the island from Porco Rosso, which was also an inspiration for this plot. Right. So it's just made up of huge like rock faces with like a canyon in, in the middle, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can hide out in. Yeah. Well, actually, there's a lighthouse on top of this. Oh, very nice. On uh, top of the rocks. On top of the rocks. That's right. Where she lives in. And I may have borrowed this a little bit from a game called Beyond Good and Evil. I'm just interesting issuing out my... or I'm just acknowledging my references here, my inspiration. And essentially what she does is she lives here and she also saves like... She's also the lighthouse keeper. <laughs> She's the lighthouse keeper. Well, it's an old dilapidated lighthouse. Sure. She lives here. It's out of, you know, no, no, none of the authorities know where it is. So she's able yeah. to hide out. Kind of silly to build a lighthouse there. <laughs> it's a it's a rundown lighthouse. But so she all also- these ships just plow straight into the island because, you know, presumably the lighthouse was built there at one time to warn ships of, you know, the island being there. Mm. Yeah. But not anymore. Yeah. It's, it's been blown up by cannons. Okay. Because there's sure. nothing short of cannon fire in this plot. Sure. So, like, uh, Willem Dafoe and um, who's the other guy from the lighthouse? Oh, uh, Patterson. Yeah, Robert Patterson. They're up there getting <laughs> drunk. Next thing you know, they're being blasted into the sky. Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Maybe not the same tone as that particular movie. Okay. There's no crazy thing upstairs that no makes masturbating. them all. No, <laughs> just, just a little bit less masturbating okay. in my movie. But essentially what she actually does as well is she actually... It's, there's like a community up here. She saved like, you know, orphans and children oh, who actually live here as well. But she's not by herself. So it's she- like Beyond Thunderdome with all those children who live <laughs> yeah. in the airplane. It's like the Lost Boys kind of thing. Okay, I get you. And she also lives with a crusty old pirate who is charming and joyful, who is played by Daniel Craig. These two have oh, such a great chemistry. Let's bring them together. And I liked him in Knives Out. I think he can pull this off. And he is called One-Eyed Joe. There you go. I like it. You know why? No. He can't smell good. And he has one eye. He has an eye patch. Anyway. I don't get it, but okay. <laughs> so he approaches Jade and she kind of fills him in with how everything went, how she got the money. Now he's pretty happy about this, but he says, you know, we're kind of struggling anyway. We're going to need more. We need to get like more money to like protect ourselves, more food, more supplies. We're, we're in dire straits. Suddenly a small child runs to them and says they see another ship that's arrived at the island. Mm. Oh no. Jade pulls out her telescope and sees a flag of the East India Trading Company. Oh no. An official looking Christoph Waltz appears. Oh great. On the shores and approaches the two. He tells them he's not here for hostility, but requests they all sit down and, and drink a glass of delicious milk <laughs> in inglorious bastard style scene. Christoph announces that his name is Leroy Smith. <laughs> okay. And states that he understands uh, them to be wanted fugitives and that they have a wanted price on both of their heads. He also knows that they're in dire need of gold. He reveals knowledge about Jade's previous life, that she was actually a slave who mutineered against the ship and escaped. That's like a little bit of her backstory. Turning to a life of piracy. 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 
Good old pirating. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, when those ads came on that said, you know, if you watch pirate movies, you're stealing. I, as a kid, I was just like, <laughs> oh my God, I didn't know pirate movies were that bad. I didn't know my Muppets Treasure Island was that bad. I'm stealing. <laughs> oh no. So the East India Trading Company are trying to find a vessel that was stolen and marooned on a hidden pirate island. Mm-hmm. Now, because of the pirate code, they're not able to find the information of where the island is. So for their lives and a small fortune, Leroy requests Jade to find it. She reluctantly agrees, and Leroy tells them that word about this vessel is going around, so there may be other pirates after it too, so she must make haste. Mm -hmm. So once Leroy leaves, Jade laments that she has no idea where the island is, but Joe tells her that there's an old pirate story about four pirates (laughs) who went went there and tore up a map of this secret island and left it Into into four pieces and gave it to each pirate member and tried to keep it hidden. So I guess she needs to find So there was this. only four members of this pirate crew. Or yep. maybe like they're the four sort of like leaders of a pirate crew. Yes, is that's what you're right. saying. That's right. So they need to find out where these three map pieces are. Four. These four map pieces are. Yeah. And, and the reason it's so hidden is because they thought it would be a perfect place to be hidden from the Royal Navy. So it's like okay. a, a safe zone, a kind of trading hub or whatnot. But, sure. you know, hardly anybody knows about it. Now, Joe knows somebody or something who will know the direction of where one of the pirates is, and that's where we'll be revisited to one of our old or characters, or reintroduced to old ca- uh, one of our old characters, the parrot from the first movie. Ah, so they're going to go uh-huh. find you know oh, the parrot yeah, the who one talks- the the one who had the he was the parrot of the guy who had no tongue, mm. Cotton. That's it. That's it. So they're gonna they're gonna do this Pirates of the Caribbean thing where they sail to you know a, a, you know dock somewhere and we see Cotton again and the pirate tells them where they where one of the guys well the parrot is. tells them the parrot tells them that's right. Now while this is happening, we see a dark ship in the middle of nowhere. Uh, a pirate walks onto the ship's quarters. A figure looks out of a window and in a cackling, overacting voice asks what happens. The pirate says. Uh, apparently, there's a vessel out there. It's got a lot of money on it. We need to get we need to get this we need to get this vessel, but I don't know where it is. And the angry figure ends up killing him and turns around to reveal himself to be the ghost ah, pirate ah, ah. William Defoe. Yeah, I knew it. There you go. <laughs> now back to our heroes. Jade's going to go to the pirate city. Or by wait. the way, it's Willem Defoe. Willem, really? Yep. Oh, I've been saying it wrong my whole life. I know. <laughs> Why didn't you correct me before? Uh, never had the opportunity to <laughs> on air. Jade's going to go to, or Jade will be directed to go to the pirate city of Tortuga. I don't know if oh, I'm very pronouncing nice. that. Well, yeah, that's right. I always love that place where there'll be Easter eggs aplenty. She'll ask around and be told that the pirate she seeks has been killed. She'll go to an inn where the guy's been staying and manages to find one of the other, one of the first map pieces. But oh, we'll that be, was easy. That was easy. Yeah, maybe she'll like search around and do a little bit of digging and finally find it. She's going to be attacked by an old rival, which will kick off a bar fight. Got to have a bar fight. Yeah, uh, but she'll get the better of it and escape. Now, the next pa- <laughs> next part of my movie will just be island hopping to find the different map pieces. Sure. I'm kind of rushing at this stage. Yep. Uh, and eventually she'll- Jeffrey rushing through it. Yep. She'll- Yeah, he's not in my movie, unfortunately. Okay. What a what a, what a waste. Why, did I, why didn't I bring him in, Maddie D? Come on. They'll arrive at the island, finally. But she's not the only pirate there. There'll be a one-legged pirate, a pirate with a hook for a hand, and a pirate with a black beard. Got to get all our tropes in, people. Sure. And what will proceed to happen is a huge pirate war on the island. Think sword fights. Think like shooting cannons because there's going to be cannons think on this. Think pirates of the Caribbean three. Yeah, uh, not, I don't not, want to think about that. Not at not at sea, but actually on the island. Yeah, okay, I got you. And you know, it's going to have a it's going to be a few head chopping scenes because I like that. Jade will have a sword fight, and all of a sudden, also as well, the ghost pirate will, Willem Dafoe will appear as well. He'll be there. Yep. He'll be wanting to claim his money, and so. 
They'll fight with another unnamed pirate. Maybe it's Brad Garrett who's back again. They'll sure. go to a mill and fight on a huge wheel. <laughs> of course, you've got to work that in. So the wheel's just rolling around and yep. they're running on top of it like it's a treadmill. Yep. yep. Which, by the way, when I, I can't remember which episode it was where I was yep. playing that out and calling it a stupid action scene. I wasn't thinking of Pirates of the Caribbean 3. Uh, I was thinking of the parody of that scene in... Pirates of the Caribbean 2, by the way. Okay, whatever. But uh, I was thinking of the parody of that scene in Epic Movie. Oh, really? Where Jack Sparrow just spends half the movie running around on a giant wheel, like (laughs) on top of the giant wheel, just inexplicably rolling around all over the place. So the actual action scene in Pirates of the Caribbean 2, you say... Is awesome. Is actually pretty good. When I revisited it, I realised, oh, actually, I'm I'm thinking of the wrong thing here. So it's not as dumb as I thought it was. So I thought I might as well correct myself in the Pirates of the Caribbean episode. Because I, yeah. I was surprised when you said that was dumb. I love that scene. Yeah, I was is... thinking of the, the parody of it in Epic Movie. <laughs> well, and that's why I br- bring it back here. Now, that's funny. I didn't. I never watched Epic Movie, so I didn't know that scene was in it. Because for your benefit, I actually say the wheel breaks down and they start balancing on small barrels and having a fight scene. Okay. <laughs> so Wait, that's, that's equally as dumb. <laughs> so, well, you said you imagined them running around all on wheels. I was like, I think I've got to put three this Three separate wheels <laughs> rolling around. <laughs> wheels. Which, by the way, yeah, does not happen absolutely, in, in absolutely. Pirates of the Caribbean 2. Absolutely. So, so the ending culminates into a huge pirate battle at the sea. Suddenly, the East India Trading Company will appear with as a well. fleet of a thousand <laughs> ships, just like in the third parts of the Caribbean Maybe not movie, as many because that do nothing. Remember in that movie, they were just there and we're just watching them have a fight in like a, a whirlpool. The rest of us are just here to watch. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. No, there's not going to be that many. There's just going to be Christoph Waltz and maybe a few others. Okay. Maybe like two, you know. Two of his buddies. Come in. There's going to be an epic sea battle. You know, they'll make people walk the plank, they'll knock people off the masts. It'll be great. Yeah, explosions. They'll do that thing where they put like the knife in the sail and then slide down the sail like, like Peter Pan. Yeah. Now the the vessel that they lost, Jade will manage to like. It won't be too damaged. It'll be just be like on the island. She'll actually manage yeah. to take yep. it out. And this fight scene will happen. They can buff it out. On- a good panel. Beam. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Use your imagination, people. Bit of fiberglass. <laughs> Absolutely. She got the trailer out and like <laughs> moved it out to the water. So, <laughs> so so, the vessel's on the water. All of a sudden, the East India Trading Company managed to capture the vessel, but so does the ghost pirate of Willem Dafoe, who I haven't actually given a name, I've realized. And Jade will escape on one of the safety boats uh, okay. to get out safety there. Safety boats. And all of a sudden, because this... You know, because greed has gotten the best of them in an Indiana Jones-esque moment, they sail out into deeper waters and get destroyed by the Kraken and all die. Oh, so the Kraken has a cameo too in yeah, your the movie. Yeah, the Kraken has a cameo in Very it nice, as well. I like or it. maybe another Kraken. Maybe there's more than one. Yeah, true. Maybe. He bred. Yeah. I, th- I like to imagine this world has many Krakens. Maybe it's a smaller Kraken. Maybe we'll make it a yeah, cute a Kraken, Kraken and then like sell toys about that Kraken. And yep. like, you know, the cute factor is introduced in this movie. Yeah, sounds good to me. But Jade has managed to steal a little bit of money as well. So, you know, she's, she's got something out of this. You know, she got a chest. So she yep. sells back to her home. She's like, oh, you know, I, I managed to get out of here. I got some money, but it didn't go too well. But all of a sudden, when she arrives back in her lighthouse home, Joe tells her, there's someone who's been waiting for you. Now, originally I said that we'll see the back of Captain Jack Sparrow's head. Right. Like, dun, 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 da, da. You know, to, to all tie, dun, 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 to tie it in. But you know yeah. what? I'm going to say it is Margot Robbie's character, whoever that oh, is. Oh, perfect. Setting up for the next spin-off movie. Absolutely. And that's Fantastic. my plot. Wow, there I, you go. I had a lot of fun writing it. It went to a little bit of a mess in the end. But so you, you definitely played Monkey Island 2 at some point, mm. and you're like, let's just copy that. Monkey Island 2, Porco Rosso, Beyond yeah. Good and Evil, and uh, Inglorious Bastards is the accumulation sure. of my plot. 
well done. But so, I didn't hide that. Yeah, that's true. You cited all your sources, and you said that Tarantino was originally going to direct your movie, so that makes sense since he references a lot of other material himself. Of course, that's deliberate, Kieran. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I didn't mind it. It was pretty good. Thanks. Now, <laughs> after that, I kind of wish I didn't go second now, because now I've got to live up to that, but... I think there's every chance I can. Okay. It's definitely not as long, but I think there's every chance I can because I didn't have time. I'm going to leave a lot of the plot elements up to Maddie D. Oh, wow. Because quite like the Forrest Gump episode, I decided to present this plot as a Mad Lib. You could have told me this before. I love how you spring this on me. Okay. So, Maddie D is actually going to select just through some questions and mm. some prompts that I give Maddie D. He's yep. actually going to select a lot of the elements of my plot. Okay. And then it's all going to come together like magic to make a perfect seamless movie. So, the first thing that I need from you straight away, So, Maddie I'm writing D, your plot. Okay. Yes, you are. I need you to give me the name of our male hero. A male hero. Yeah, that's right. Okay, well, just a first name. Just, just, just a first name. Just oh, the na- So not the actor. Not the actor. Just the first name. Maddie D. Um, <laughs> it can be Matthew if you want. Uh, yeah, we'll call him Matthew. That can be your hero. Okay, perfect. Matthew D. No. Cool. Now that we've got that, next up, you're going to be doing a lot of the heavy lifting here for okay. me. Next up, I'll need the director. You can pick any director you like. So we've already rejected Tarantino, so you could slot him in here, or you can have anybody, really. J.J. Uh, Abrams will be our director. Okay, J.J. Abrams. No, actually... Hot off Star Wars, you say? Let's... Uh, Taika Waititi can be our director. Taika Waititi was imagine, a very nice choice. Imagine Taika Waititi doing a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. That would that would be great. I'm actually shocked that they've never asked Taika Waititi to do like a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Yeah, he would be great. I know it's it. like Gore Verbinski's bag. I don't think he did the last one. I think he did all four, except for the fifth one, Gore Verbinski, that is. But I think it would be really in Taika Waititi's wheelhouse to do like a really fun pirate movie. Yeah, I'm starting to wish I picked him as a director. Yeah, okay. So next up, I'll need uh, a body part. A body part? Yep, a body part. I'll need a fair few body parts, so just strap yourself in. Fingernail. Fingernail, very nice. Yep. And I'll also need a game that is played competitively. So you might bet money on it, or you might play it in competition, whatever you like. Mixed martial arts. Something that you would- In the pirate universe. Something that you would play that you would bet on yourself, so uh, that wouldn't really work. So like you mean like poker or- Yeah. uh, Monopoly. Monopoly sounds good. I don't know anyone who bets on Monopoly, but- Cockfighting. Put cockfighting. Put cockfighting, please. No, Monopoly. Put, put Yabby Racing better. in. <laughs> okay, Yabby Racing. Uh, by the way, for an international list, Yabby is like a prawn. Yeah, that's a good description of them, like right? Like crab racing, yeah, basically. Yeah, crab racing. Now I'll need another body part. Eyebrow. Now I'll need a, a noun, specifically an object. Flower. Flower as in the plant or flower as in the Whoa. cooking material? I would meant the plant, but let's put flower as in the cooking material. So a bag of flour. Yeah. Both would work equally as well. Do I need to be pirate specific? No, not at all. Okay. In fact, it would work better if you're <laughs> an, not. An iPad. <laughs> yeah, you could have done that. Uh, I need another body part. Earlobe. Because, you know, it's got to be sexy, right? <laughs> I guess so. And I'll also need, your choice, uh, an item of food or drink. Hmm. An item of food or drink. Well, you can it's pick a, either. It's a pirate movie, so, you know, maybe a fruit juice. Fruit punch or just fruit juice? Fruit juice. Okay. I'll need the name of our first mate. So, our hero Matthew, his first mate. Oh. It can be a man or a woman's name, up to you. Just a first name or can he have a pirate name? You can have a pirate name. You can have a full name if you like. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's call him. Or her. Or her, yeah. Okay. There are no women in my movie, so you can have this be a man or a woman. Oh, okay. I didn't think that far ahead when I was writing it. Let's call her Margot. <laughs> Margot? Yes. And who is playing Margot? Uh, Margot will be played by Zendaya. Very nice. She's in everything. I think, you know, it makes sense. 
Rather than Margaret Robbie. Margaret Robbie's already in this universe. Yeah, that's right. We can't do that. She's doing her own movie. That's right. I need an adjective. An adjective is a... Describing word. Describing word. Prickly. Didn't know it's getting an English lesson today. Mm. Aren't I lucky? Now I just need any word you like. This is a free word. Any word I like. Any word you like. The power in that. Um, Curtain. (laughs) <laughs> That's going to work really well I, I, I freaked out there you, you, get, you put too much pressure on me And I couldn't live up to it And I freaked out And curtain is the answer that I gave I need another body part by the way Oh um, Armpit hair That's not a body part It is a it's body part It's an extremity Oh okay Nipple Okay I'll need an alcoholic beverage And I need one for the, the plot too <laughs> <laughs> uh, A Long Island iced tea Next up I'll need an object It can be any object you like So basically just a noun Electric razor Specifically an electric razor. Mm-hmm. Okay, no worries. And I'll need a surname. Jones. <laughs> like Michelle Jones. Yeah. Zendaya. Exactly. Now, this is an interesting one. You're going to have to really put a bit of thought in this. I'll need you to give me a special ability. So, for example, in Monkey Island, the main character in that series, Guybrush, he can hold his breath underwater for 10 minutes. That's oh. his special ability. Okay. I need something that somebody in our movie, I'm not going to say who, they have a special ability. What is that special ability? It can be anything you like. Their special ability, it can be something they're really talented at, or it can be some sort of supernatural ability. It can be some sort of superhero-esque ability. It can be they anything you like. They can give the kindest and the most genuine compliments. That's their special ability. Like, they can look into your soul and give you a compliment that you're like, wow, there was a lot of thought Giving kind and genuine compliments. Yes. Interesting ability. I think you have that ability. Oh, you. I think you have that ability. <laughs> Apparently so. Can you give me a food? Any food you like? The food I'll give is cauliflower. Cauliflower? Are you a fan of cauliflower yourself? I, yeah. Cauliflower I, with cheese? You I, like cheese sauce and cauliflower? You ever yeah, had that? I, no, I haven't. I like, Never? Wow. I, like, uh, I like sort of crumbed cauliflower. Oh, that is very nice. You know? Yeah, I grew up with cheesy cauliflower. Ooh. And lived in a cheesy cauliflower household. And uh, as a result, I don't think I've ever bought or cooked <laughs> cauliflower for myself because I think we had that with almost every meal. <laughs> it wasn't bad. It's just something you eat every single day from like age one to 18. You're going to get sick of it. Yes. Now you can give me an animal. Maddie D. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you an animal. An animal I will have is a dolphin. Okay. Dolphin works. Can you give me a random number? 28. 28. Very nice. Can you give me a brand new first name? Tom. Tom. Uh, and a noun. This can be any noun you like. So it can be a, a person, place, or thing. Uh, table. <laughs> you know, table is always my go-to noun. When people ask me to think of a noun, table is always the first one I think of. <laughs> Look, so you, keep you, it. You really... Also, Maddie D was looking at a table when he <laughs> said that. He could have literally had Kieran, Ian McShane. Kieran, he, I he am... could have had France. But instead, he went table. What was literally right in front of you? You're exhausting my creativity here. (laughs) All right. Now, I need you to give you... I'm going to need you to be creative for this one. Okay, I'll try. Because I need you to give me something that's scary. Can be anything as long as it's scary. Something that's scary? Yeah. Ooh. Preferably something that is alive. Oh, okay. So, like, I wouldn't include dandruff. Dandruff isn't scary. It is sometimes. Okay. Um, All right. Well, uh, spiders are scary. Yeah. Do you want to do spider? Yes. I want to do spider. And can you give me a random male actor? Timothy Chamelaine. Chamelaine. <laughs> Timothy Chamelaine. Yeah. Is he the kid from Dune? Yes. Chalamet? Chalamet, I think. Chalamet, I think is his name. My apologies to Timothy if he's listening. I just realised it's the first. It's the two actors from Dune. Oh, yeah. Zendaya and Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Can we, we go. Can we replace him with The Rock? No, we cannot. Oh, please. <laughs> Too late now. It's going to be the first thing you say. Can you give me another noun? This one uh, can be an animal or an object. 
Take your pick. A giraffe. A giraffe, okay. Give me another noun, specifically an animal, a plant, or an object. A cactus. Cactus. Mm. Or a cacti. I've put in cacti, one. just so you know. Uh, and now give me an adjective. My go-to adjective when I do Mad Libs is always stinky. Stinky? Or horny. <laughs> horny is always good. Energized. Energized. See, the funny thing about Matty D versus me doing Mad Libs, which is why I really want Matty D to do a Mad Lib, is because I only put dirty words in. M- Matty D does the complete opposite. He almost refuses to put dirty <laughs> words in. Yep. So if he does a Mad Lib one day, uh, man, it's going to be a filthy show. <laughs> I can't wait for that. And can you give me the name of an animal? So many animals already. Just Mongoose. Mongoose is very good. Very animal-heavy plot I've got, but it's a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. <laughs> yeah, there's animals in it. All the animals from the cages from my plot have escaped to your plot. Apparently so, except haven't got any tigers or hippopotami. Hippopotami? Is that the, the plural? Hippopotamuses. Hippopotamuses? Hippopotamusi? I don't actually know what the plural for hippopotamus is. Hippos. Hippos, well done. I don't have any tigers or hippos in my plot. No. Well done, Matty D. They're all eating Kieran and Matty D in my plot. Yeah. Can you give me a country? doesn't have to be pirate-related. It can be any oh, country. It doesn't have to be pirate-related? No. Pi- None of these have really? to be related to piracy at all. New Zealand. New Zealand. Mm, that's going to be interesting. All right, Matty D, I'm going to need you to be explicit here because I'm going to need a swear word from you. <gasps> Not a swear word. Okay. Uh, crud? No, it needs to be a bit harsher than that. A bit harsher than crud? Matty D, you've got to realise with Mad Libs, they're going to be somewhat <laughs> like a little bit funny, otherwise <laughs> there's no point doing them. Goddamn. No, um, that's, that's an adjective. I was uh, I like the swear word um, shit steaks. Let's go there. Shit steaks. Yeah. What about shit steak? Just singular. Okay. Can you give me a noun that's a weapon? A noun that's or, a or at least a noun that can be used as a weapon. So you might say table leg. Sure. Words. That's not a noun. It's the most powerful weapon there is. Um, okay. Well, a weapon will will have um, a meat cleaver. Actually, you could have words. Words might work. Okay, words. Would you rather words or a meat cleaver? We'll go words. Okay. Go a harshly written poetry letter. <laughs> a strongly worded <laughs> complaint. <laughs> Can you give me the name of a small animal? Hamster. Very nice. And I'm fairly certain that that's everything I need. Yes. How did I do? Did I win? We'll find out at the end of the plot. Looking forward to it. So... My movie is called The Adventures of Matthew Sparrow, the brother of Jack Sparrow, directed by Taika Waititi. <laughs> the brother of Jack Sparrow, this yes. is already shit. It's like Melvin, the brother of the Joker. It's already shit, you say? <laughs> yes. Okay, well, we haven't even started yet. Just strap yourself in. All right. So the movie starts with a flashback where we see the childhood versions of <laughs> Jack Sparrow and his younger brother, Matthew. Yes. Matthew Sparrow. Matthew Sparrow. So the, nice. two, the two boys are pretending to sword fight with sticks until Matthew falls down and scrapes his fingernail. And begins to cry. Poor Matthew. Jack steps in and comforts his brother, telling him that a real pirate doesn't cry, and that little Matthew is one of the bravest pirates in the world. <laughs> Do they get taken by Russian operatives by this stage? or No. Maybe Russian pirates, but not Russian operatives. So, we cut to present day 1752, where Matthew is now a full-grown man, played by... Oh, I don't actually have an actor to play Matthew. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. There you go. So Matthew, the Matthew first Sparrow <laughs> is played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Man, I like it. the first mate should have been Kevin Hart. Damn it. Yeah, too bad. Too so bad. sad. Damn. So Matthew is... Okay. Matthew is playing a round of yabby racing in a dingy bar, which I think we've all done in real life. <laughs> yes. Well, at least you and I have. Definitely. And effortlessly defeats all the other players in a single move. So he's got a really good yabby that's just faster than all the other ones. His somehow. yabby is on steroids. Yes. 
So the other pirates at the table, the Yubby Racing on a table apparently, aren't too happy to lose all their gold and a bar fight breaks out. Love it. Of course you need a bar fight in one of these pirates movies. But Matthew proves himself to be a better fighter than a gambler and takes out one of the pirates with a swift kick to the eyebrow. (laughs) That that bleeds pretty heavily, the eyebrow. Imagine getting kicked in the face by Dwayne The Rock Johnson, like right in the eyebrow. Yeah. He then throws a bag of- And he lifts his eyebrow. Yes. Right at the same time we all laugh. He then throws a bag of flour at a pirate- Hitting him in the earlobe, again, which would really hurt, <laughs> before finally pushing the third pirate into a barrel of fruit juice. Great. Matthew then dies out the bar window, where he runs into his trusty first mate, Margot, played by Zendaya. <laughs> Matthew tells Margot that they need to leave fast, and the two make a break for the docks, all the while being chased by three angry pirates. So the three angry pirates from in the bar. One of them's covered with fruit juice. <laughs> the other one's got like a swollen ear, and the other one's got a swollen eyebrow. <laughs> but he's got a flower ear. Yeah, he's got a cauliflower, <laughs> cauliflower ear. ear. Yeah, we'll get back to that in a second. Our heroes jump aboard their trusty sloop, the Prickly Curtain, that's the name of their ship, and quickly set sail for the open ocean, uh-huh. leaving the three angry pirates standing on the dock, shaking their nipples in anger. <laughs> Just, just imagining like the old standing like, how dare you jiggling their breasts? Do they have like tassels while they're doing it. <laughs> yes, I like to imagine so tassels with blades on them. <laughs> they're like they're threatening them. So later that night, Matthew and Margot sit by candlelight, counting all the gold they've collected in their recent adventures. Margot remarks, "At this rate, we'll never make enough money to buy a real ship." Matthew smiles slyly at Margot and says, "If you didn't drink so much Long Island iced tea, <laughs> we might have a whole fleet of ships by now." Causing Margot to glance sheepishly at their half-empty glass. <laughs> of Long Island iced tea. Of, long, of a long Island iced tea. Man, that stuff's expensive. Like, no wonder they can't afford a ship. Yes. You pay like $20 <laughs> here, like Australian, at each bar you go to. A wild look suddenly comes into Matthew's eyes, and he tells Margot that it's finally time to go after a real fortune, and he grabs a sealed bottle containing a yellowing piece of paper. Margot gasps, Not the legendary lost electric razor of Jones! <laughs> Isn't that the one treasure that even your famous brother Jack Sparrow is too scared to seek out? Aye, the one and the same, grins Matthew. But I've got something that Jack doesn't. I have the, uh, I have the ability of giving kind and genuine compliments. <laughs> Apparently Jack's a real arsehole. Yeah, right, okay. Margot smiles. Of course, the famous Matthew Sparrow curse you got from sleeping with that voodoo priestess. No, that was just a bad case of crabs, replies Matthew. <laughs> I got my special ability from our adventures on Sakali Island, coming soon to Disney Plus Premier Access. But I can only use my special ability when the time is right. Oh, okay, right, all right. So you can only break it out in extreme circumstances. Right, of course. You don't want to over. You don't want to like do too many compliments. Yeah, because if you over complimentary, you just look like a bit of a wuss. Yeah, exactly. Or you know, a bit of a creep, really. <laughs> so Matthew breaks open the bottle containing the map, and our two heroes pour over its contents. Looks like this is going to be quite the perilous journey, sighs Margot, especially for a couple of fools sailing a two-man sloop. Nonsense, retorts the brave Matthew. All we have to do is make it past a mighty sea monster, outwit a fleet of cursed pirates, and find the buried treasure on an uncharted island. It's these kind of adventures that us pirates live for. Absolutely. The next morning, after a delicious meal of cauliflower, maybe cauliflower with cheese sauce like I grew up with, our heroes raise the anchor and set sail for the legendary treasure. Right on cue, they're attacked by the vicious sea monster, which turns out to be a giant dolphin. Can you just imagine that, like, a huge fin rises up out of the water and you think it's going to be like a giant megalodon, but it's said, like, a face pops out and goes... <laughs> and you know how, like, they dance on the water? Like, yes. They go up on their tails and wiggle backwards across. Can you imagine, like, a giant version of that? How intimidating that would, that would be? That would be scary. After a nail-biting battle, 
they managed to defeat the monster, the giant dolphin, I suppose, by flinging a barrel of Long Island iced tea down its throat, <laughs> much to Margot's dismay. The monster immediately gets drunk and passes out, drowning as it vanishes beneath the waves. That's kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> Poor dolphin. Poor dolphin. Well, it was a giant evil dolphin, uh, so... okay, right. Fair enough. can't feel that bad about mm-hmm. it. It made its choices in you life. You could have said any animal in the world. It would have been hilarious if it was like a giant puppy coming out of the ocean. But instead you actually had to, uh, like an ocean-based animal. So I guess it kind of worked. There you go. But that mental image of like a dolphin's face just going... <laughs> the water. Yeah, that amuses me. <laughs> if not, nobody else. So after journeying a little further, the prickly curtain is greeted by cannon fire. Matthew and Margot are shocked to see a fleet of 28 pirate ships emerge from the ghostly fog. 28! So it's just like that scene from the third movie where the East India Trading Company comes in with a huge amount of ships. Whether they all do something, <laughs> they I suppose do we'll find out. <laughs> it's none other than the cursed pirate fleet of Captain Tom McTable. <laughs> what? Sorry, say his name again. Captain Tom McTable. <laughs> Captain Tom McTable? Yeah. Absolutely. He and his men were all transformed into spiders after stealing a sacred gem. They now aimlessly sail the seas, taking their revenge on any other helpless vessels they see. Is Captain Tom McTable a spider too? Yes, he is a spider. They're all spiders. Are they spiders in the moonlight or just all the time? All the time they're spiders. So just like... Do Do they wear people clothes? Yes. So like Dr. Smith from the end of the Lost in Space movie where he turns into like a giant spider. That's what I'm imagining. I wonder why that movie never got a sequel. Mm. They set it up for a sequel, if you remember. (laughs) I remember. Maybe we should do that one day as a special episode, a sequel to Lost in Space. That would be great. 30 years later. (laughs) So our heroes are no match for the fleet and are soon captured by Captain Tom McTable himself, played by Tim Chamolet. Timothy Chamolet, that is. There you go. Uh, He can be a bad guy. He's like a really young looking spider captain pirate. (laughs) A spider man. Yeah. Look at this pair of wannabe pirates, Captain Tom laughs. Before Matthew can stop him, Margot blurts out, this isn't just any old pirate wannabe. This is Matthew Sparrow, the brother of Jack Sparrow. I've just realised The Rock is going to be beating the shit out of uh, Timothy Chamberlain. Like, I feel like that's really unfair. Well, we'll see. After a pause, Captain Tom and his men all begin to laugh even louder. Matthew Sparrow, (laughs) we've never even heard of you. (laughs) Maybe not, mutters Matthew. But have you heard of the Matthew Sparrow curse? But before the cursed pirates can answer, I guess he gives them all, like, really good compliments. <laughs> defeating the evil pirates once and for all. So they're, like, bashful. Yeah, they feel bad and let them go, I guess. He's just like, now let me tell you, Mr. Spider-Man, you, for a spider, like, cursed pirate, you've got really nice eyes. You're really rocking this outfit. Your six eyes are all really beautiful mm. and blue. Mm. And they're just like, oh, we can't, we can't do anything to these guys. Like, let's just let them go. Let them go. Like, so words are really the strongest weapon at the end of the day, Absolutely, I suppose. Absolutely, always. That was a close one, remarks Margot, wiping her brow as they continue on their adventure. <laughs> wow, you didn't have time at all for this, did you? <laughs> Our two pirate heroes finally arrive at a mysterious jungle-covered island. Love it. Where they begin following the clues that will lead them to the lost treasure. Foodie so lady. On, on the flip side of their, like, right. their, their sea chart, there's got a, like, a map of the island with just like a list of clues. Along the way, they have to avoid several booby traps, including a poisonous giraffe. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine being chased by a poisonous giraffe. Jesus. That'd be terrifying. Is the giraffe skin poisonous or does like, the giraffe bite you? I imagine its bite is poisonous. Right. It's long tongue. It's tongue. There's long it's tongue. It's poisonous. If it licks you, you get poisoned. That'd be terrifying. That Imagine would. being chased by a giraffe. <laughs> yes. Like its head like snaking after you. Yes. You like you try and hide in like a cave and its head just comes like shooting in. Yeah. Like little nightmares. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, they also have to avoid a pit of deadly cacti and an energized man-eating mongoose. 
So not only do they have to worry, like, not only do they have to worry about like a poisonous giraffe, we've got a really energetic man-eating mongoose. So it doesn't eat snakes; okay. it eats men. All right, fair enough, fair enough. So I, it's a huge mongoose, I imagine. For a second there, I thought you meant it was a man eating a mongoose who was very energized. No. But now I get you. It's the mongoose that eats. It's people. a man-eating mongoose. It's a one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple paperlet mm-hmm. man- energized man-eating mongoose. All of which they avoid. So all of these booby traps, they all avoid using their plucky wit and charm. Mm. It's a Taika Waititi movie after all. Of course. The path leads them to a cave behind a waterfall, because of course it does, where we finally see the lost treasure in all its glory on an ancient altar. So it's an electric razor. (laughs) What was it? The electric razor of Jones. Of course. But like... Whoever Jones is. Davy Jones, maybe. (laughs) Indiana Jones. Oh, Davy Jones had an electric razor, but then when he turned into a squid man, he couldn't use it anymore. So, and if you're living, it became the, a treasure. If you're living in the pirate universe, electric rays would be really, really helpful. Yeah, it would. Yeah, that's why it'd be a treasure. Yes, it's a voodoo electric razor. I like it. If people are like wowed by how it's magic. It's like clips things. Yeah, without cutting or scraping. So they're looking at the lost treasure in all its glory on this ancient altar, and Matthew steps forward to pick up the lost electric razor, but he's surprised to hear the sound of a gun cocking. He spins around, and to his surprise. Margot is pointing a pistol at him. Margot. But Margot, why would you do this, stammers Matthew. It's a Pirates of the Caribbean movie, and we're yet to have a double cross, explains Margot. (laughs) Plus, I've been secretly working for the New Zealand government this whole time, and they tasked me with recovering our lost razor blade, our electric razor. (laughs) You traitorous shitsteak, spits Matthew. I can't believe how well written and surprising this plot is. (laughs) He says that, does he? Yeah, that's right. It's written right here. Yeah, right. The two begin an epic sword fight, but unlike his brother, Matthew prefers to use his words instead of a cutlass, which is actually, it works really well because he decided on using words instead of a sword or a weapon. And if you remember, his secret ability is the- Compliments. Giving, you know, emotional and uh, genuine compliments. And the reason he chooses to use words over a weapon is because he finds them easier to wield. (laughs) I guess just like in real life. Right. This could have been a meat hook. I like how we're just presuming it's you, but it's Dwayne The Rock Johnson <laughs> I know, I know. playing a character called well. Matthew Sparrow. <laughs> I'm picturing me too. But Margot takes advantage of Matthew's fear of hamsters and throws one at him, causing Matthew to squeal and hide in terror, quite like the hamster would. <laughs> Margot seizes this opportunity to grab the lost electric razor and make a break for it, but she trips on a tree root and drops the razor on the ground, shattering it into a million pieces. Oh no. How convenient. How convenient. A tree root? Yeah. Of course. You know, it's like sticking up out of the ground. Yeah. You're running along, looking at the, the object. <laughs> looking the at the razor in front of her. And she trips over and smashes on a rock. With nothing to return to the New Zealand government, Margot makes an uneasy truce with Matthew. And the two pirates return to the prickly curtain together. Margot looks a little disappointed and downtrodden, but Matthew tells her to cheer up since the real treasure was the lessons we learnt along the way. Wait, so why is Matthew still working with, with uh, Margot? Margot. Because in the end, she didn't really do anything beyond just threaten him. So they're like, oh, well. Well, she broke the, the treasure. Yeah. And then they can go and do other stuff. They can find other treasures, Maddie, because the real treasure was the lessons they learn along the way. Dwayne The Rock Johnson version of Matthew is way more forgiving than, than this <laughs> guy. Real, exactly, because they're different characters. <laughs> right, okay. Not every Matthew is, is you. Yes, it is. <laughs> so Matthew McConaughey is me. Cue the incredible Hans Zimmer score and the end credits, and that is the end of my plot. Wow. <laughs> A lot of thought went into that one. Yeah. 
Look how many things I had to insert in oh, there. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I think we spent more time working out what our, like <laughs> the words, the Mad Lib words would be than I did actually reading the plot. <laughs> yeah, I, I see success for this movie. I see this all... This so all I'm thinking that your movie is more franchise. likely to be the one to go to cinemas while mine's going to be like a Disney Plus sort of like exclusive. <laughs> that would be my thought. Kind of reminds me of Dora the Explorer. Yeah, I guess so. Was the real treasure that they learned in that movie <laughs> the treasure? <laughs> yes, it was. It was. That's right. Oh, Wow. <laughs> Okay, well, there you go. Let us know what you think. Yeah. What did you think of our plots? Who do you think had the better plot? I think it's far and away obvious who had the better plot. Me. Of course. But, you. Uh, <laughs> if because you I own- wrote half of it. <laughs> yes, that's right. You we bas- had the better plot. <laughs> you basically wrote both <laughs> plots. <laughs> Yes. Thanks for that, Kieran. So, if you have any ideas of what you think should happen in a Pirates of the Caribbean spin-off, or if you're excited for this new upcoming mm. Margot Robbie Pirates of the Caribbean spin-off, let us know. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site. That's potentialspoilers.podbean.com. Or you can hunt us down on our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. That's right. That's right. Uh, let us know if there's a particular thing in the Pirates of the Caribbean world that you want to see explored that hasn't been explored, you know? Yeah. Do you want to see a Gibbs movie like Matty D suggested last yes, week? Yes, yes. Or Is well, he still alive? Yeah. The actor? I don't know. Yeah, the actor's still alive. Is oh, the, the character, character's the still character alive? Is still alive, yeah. I think he is. I don't know. We're presuming as much, having not seen the other two sequels. We spoke uh, with a lot of joy about a Muppets adaptation of Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, yeah. Before we started recording the episode, Matty D had this great idea of just adapting Pirates of the Caribbean into the Muppet universe and making like a Muppets Pirates of the Caribbean, like Muppets Treasure Island. And it worked. It writes itself. It writes itself. So you just have Jack Sparrow as Johnny Depp. As you do, you've got to have a real human lead to bounce off with the Muppets. They can't really run their own movie, as we've learnt from... Like Pigs in Space or yes. whatever that movie was. And then you have like Miss Piggy playing Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. You have Kermit the Frog playing Will, Will Turner. Will Turner. And then, you know, everyone else just slots in. Yeah, exactly. Make sure Fozzie Bear's in there. Gonzo. He's the mayor. Rizzo the rat. <laughs> it really writes itself. Now, before we wrap it up for another week, let's talk about what we're going to be discussing next week. We're doing another installment of actual spoilers. Now, this is actually something that Matty D is going to have to get a wriggle on and uh, go and see the movie because next week it's actually time for us to... See how well we did predicting the plot of The King's Man. It's finally out in cinemas in Australia. We can finally see it. I've seen it already. You have. have did you watch it in cinemas? I watched it in cinemas. Gotta go watch it in so cinemas. So you've got to watch it before next week. Great. What so, fun. And by the way, The King's Man is a movie that I think we predicted over two years ago. Oh, so I don't even remember what we said, to yeah, be honest. Me neither. Uh, I just know that we probably weren't that close, but you'll find all about that next week. So, until we return to talk about how well we did with the Kingsman, you better start believing in ghost stories, because you're in one. It's nice doing business with you, love. Bugger! Okay, you, 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 bitch.